Proverbs chapter 17, verse 1. Better is a dry morsel and rest with it than a house full of the sacrifices of strife. This means that it's better to just have a dry piece of bread to eat for dinner in a house where everybody loves each other than to have a huge feast of meat in a house where everybody is fighting. There's many verses in the Bible that show that we're better off poor as long as we're obeying the Lord. But today, in the Word of Faith theology, they teach that we're better off rich no matter what we're doing. That is very false theology. The Lord's plan is not to make us rich monetarily. It's to make us rich spiritually so that we have his character traits. And did you know that in the New Testament, Jesus never said one good thing about riches. He spoke about money a lot, and every single thing he said was negative about money. We'll see that when we get to the New Testament. 2. A wise servant ruleth over a son causing shame, and in the midst of brethren he apportioneth an inheritance. This means when a father has evil sons who he can't trust, he'll put a hired man in charge of the family business, and that hired man will end up inheriting the family business instead of the sons. This is also a metaphor for Israel and the Lord, because many Israelites do not receive the Son of God as their Messiah. What should have been their inheritance will go to the church, which is all of the people who believe and follow Jesus Christ. 3. A refining pot is for silver, and a furnace for gold, and the trier of hearts is Jehovah. In order to purify gold, it has to go through a lot of heat and fire. And the same thing for silver. When you purify metals, you have to put them through fire. And the Lord, when he purifies our hearts, he has to let us go through adversity, which is what the fire resembles. So he will let us go through tragedies and suffer greatly so that our character will improve and will become more like him. It's through tragedy that we learn self-control, endurance, patience, long-suffering, and all of the other character traits of the Lord. We also learn forgiveness through adversity. 4. An evildoer is attentive to lips of vanity. Falsehood is giving ear to a mischievous tongue. If you have an evil heart, you will brag about yourself. And if you're a liar, you will also listen to liars and believe what they say. We get taken advantage of by people who commit the same sins that we do. It's interesting how that works. If you're a con artist, you can easily be conned. If you are a cheater, you can easily be cheated. 5. Whoso is mocking at the poor hath reproached his maker. Whoso is rejoicing at calamity is not acquitted. Acquittal means found innocent, so if you're not acquitted, that means you're found guilty. If you make fun of poor people, then you hate God. That's what this verse says, because he loves everybody who he created, including the poor. And if you rejoice when others are suffering, then you will not be found innocent on judgment day. 6. Sons are the crown of old men, and the glory of sons are their fathers. This says, if you're a man, your own glory is your father. And sadly, a lot of men today do not have that glory because they never had a father 
who took care of them and nurtured them. They don't have that glory, which is really sad. And the verse is also saying that grandsons are a crown to an old man. If you made a bunch of women pregnant, but you never raised those children, you don't have that crown in your old age from having grandchildren because you didn't know your own children. 7. Not comely for a fool is a lip of excellency, much less for a noble a lip of falsehood. A foolish person doesn't improve his or herself by giving a speech. You know, there's a lot of people who want to go speak in front of groups, but their words are just word salad, and they don't have anything of value to say. Even if you are an upper-class person, it doesn't do you any good to speak lies. 8. A stone of grace is the bribe in the eyes of its possessors. Whithersoever it turneth, it prospereth. This is saying that when you try to bribe other people, the bribe becomes your golden ticket for success, and you believe that it will cause you to prosper, that it won't cause you to prosper spiritually or in the Lord's eyes. 9. Whoso is covering transgression is seeking love, and whoso is repeating a matter is separating a familiar friend. This is talking about gossip and tattling. If you keep your mouth shut and you don't tattle about other people and spread rumors, then it's an act of love toward that person. But if you go around and you gossip, then you're going to break up friendships. There are times when we have to report something to the police or warn a friend that they're in danger of another person taking advantage of them and leading them into sin. But this verse isn't talking about that. It's talking about malicious gossip. 10. Rebuke cometh down on the intelligent more than a hundred stripes on a fool. This means that if you simply verbally correct a wise person, they'll listen to you, but a fool won't even listen if you punish them with a hundred lashes. And this is true. Foolish people, even if they go to jail, they'll still come out and be a criminal because they're foolish and they don't learn from their mistakes. But a wise person, all you have to do is say, hey, you did wrong, and then they'll correct themselves. 11. An evil man seeketh only rebellion, and a fierce messenger is sent against him. If you want to rebel or get even and you're angry with those in authority, then you're only going to know hurt in the end. It will get you into trouble. 12. The meeting of a bereaved bear by a man and not a fool in his folly. This says it's better to be confronted by an angry mama bear who lost her cubs than to be entangled in the sins of a fool. That bear will do you less damage than a fool who destroys your life. Because foolish people can cause us to lose our salvation if we get caught up in all of their schemes and chaos. But the bear can only kill us at the worst. 13. Whoso is returning evil for good, evil moveth not from his house. This says that if you hurt people who love you and who are trying to help you, then you will always have a curse in your life. Yeah, you may be able to lie, cheat, and steal, but you'll always have hardships when you're punishing people who are good to you. 14. The beginning of contention is a letting out of waters, and before it is meddled with leave the strife. This is worded a little bit awkwardly in Young's literal translation, but what it means is stop an argument before it happens. 
problem solve so that you don't end up fighting with each other. Because once you start fighting, it's as if you let a dam loose. You know, you'll see couples where one little tiny thing will go wrong, but then they'll start bickering And the bickering over that little tiny incident will avalanche into a huge brawl. One person will get a black eye and the other person will get torn down verbally. And it's all over this little tiny thing that started in the beginning, like somebody was late for an appointment or whatever. And then it becomes this huge avalanche of chaos and destruction in the home. It's better to resolve the problem with compromise and apologies than to start fighting and let it get out of control. 15. Whoso is justifying the wicked and condemning the righteous, even both of these are an abomination to Jehovah. There are many legislators today and rulers who claim that evil things are good and good things are bad, and they want to have a perverted parade going through the town, but they won't allow somebody to preach the gospel on a public square. Their judgments are an abomination before the Lord. 16. Why is this a price in the hand of a fool to buy wisdom, and a heart there is none? This is a metaphor saying that fools don't practice wisdom, but they want to purchase it. They want to claim their wise by words when they don't have wise actions. But it's saying the fool shouldn't be allowed to buy wisdom because they don't even understand it in the first place. 17. At all times is the friend loving, and a brother for adversity is born. This is stating a fact of life. A lot of times your siblings will be your worst enemies, and it's other people who you're not related to who will be your best and loyal friends. A lot of people have malicious people in their family, and they can't trust their own family members. A man lacking heart is striking hands, and a surety he becometh before his friend. This is talking about how foolish it is to co-sign on a loan or to back somebody up financially and give them money when they haven't proven that they will pay it back. You're just enabling somebody to sponge off of you and you're not helping them because you're enabling their irresponsibility. Ultimately, it doesn't do you or them any good because you have to foot the bill and they learn nothing. 19. Whoso is loving transgression is loving debate. Whoso is making high his entrance is seeking destruction. If you constantly want to debate with people and prove that you're right all the time, there's something wrong in your heart because it's an exercise in superiority when you try to always dominate somebody in an argument. It also says if you build a high gate around your property, you're inviting destruction. And this is because you're signaling that you have wealth. This verse is saying, don't try to protect yourself. Trust in the Lord to protect you. 20. The perverse of heart findeth not good, and the turned in his tongue falleth into evil. This says that if you sin and tell lies, you will not prosper. In the near future, you may get what you want, but in the long run, you won't prosper at all, and you won't inherit the kingdom of heaven. 21. Whoso is begetting a fool hath affliction for it, yea, the father of a fool rejoiceth not. If you give birth to a foolish child, then you won't get any joy from fatherhood. But you know, fools aren't born. They're conditioned. They're children who are never taught 
discipline and self-control and the difference between right and wrong. That's how you raise a fool. You never correct them. You never give them boundaries. You never expect anything from them. And they will grow up and be a real big fool. 22. A rejoicing heart doth good to the body, and a smitten spirit dryeth the bone. This is stating facts of life. If you're depressed, you'll get sick. And if you're full of joy, you will retain health. This is why a lot of people don't eat right, don't exercise, and they're full of joy and health because they obey the Lord and they trust in Him. And then other people who try to have the perfect diet and exercise and they visit the doctor constantly, they're always sick because they don't have any joy in their life. 23. A bribe from the bosom the wicked taketh to turn aside the paths of judgment. A wicked judge or a wicked police officer will accept bribes, but justice will not occur. 24. The face of the intelligent is to wisdom, and the eyes of a fool at the end of the earth. A wise person is following wisdom, but a foolish person is just indiscriminately looking for whatever they can take advantage of and get. 25. A provocation to his father is a foolish son, and bitterness to her that bear him. If a son or a daughter is disobedient to the Lord and does a lot of evil things, they will shame their parents. It says here that they will provoke their father and make their mother bitter. 26. Also to find the righteous is not good, to smite nobles for uprightness. It's not good to punish people legally or politically for doing the right thing. But in today's world, this happens all the time. Our world is so utterly corrupt that people are constantly getting hauled into court or getting arrested because they did something righteous. 27. One acquainted with knowledge is sparing his words, and the cool of temper is a man of understanding. If we are wise, we'll control our tongue. We won't fly off the handle and blurt out a bunch of hateful things or panic and start defending ourselves at the first sight of trouble. Eventually, you'll calm down, and then you'll look back at how you acted when you were upset, and you'll either be ashamed of what you said, or you'll be relieved that you kept your mouth shut and didn't say anything. 28. Even a fool keeping silence is reckoned wise. He who is shutting his lips is intelligent. This is a great saying right here for anybody who lacks wisdom. If people already think that you're foolish and that you're not wise because you've made a lot of mistakes and you put your foot in your mouth a lot, all you have to do is stop talking. And this will, in time, convince people that you have become wise, no matter how angry you are, or how panicked you are, or unforgiving. If you don't say anything, people will think that you're a wise old sage. And then eventually, if you continue controlling your mouth, you will become wise. Because the self-control that you exercise in keeping your mouth closed will eventually progress to being able to control your actions and your thoughts. And that concludes Proverbs chapter 17.